Hello. Good day to our Australian listeners. I believe that's how they like to be greeted. Good day. <laughs> Maybe with more of an accent. Good day. Good day, mate. I say hello to all. One and all. It is Josh Holiday Live, and it's, uh, it's in fact true. We are live. It's been too long. Couple of weeks. Last week, woke up, ready to go live, all set, getting getting up and waking up, having breakfast, thinking, okay, let's figure out what we're going to do on the show today. Then uh, trying to go and, and pick out in- interesting stories and news items and realizing that, uh, no, there is no internet. No cellular service, and uh, I am a, a, a Rogers customer, so I was S out of luck, as it were, last Friday. So we ended up running a, 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 a recycled show, a rerun, if you will. Uh, I feel, I mean, at least we were ecologically doing the right thing in recycling, so, so we, can, we should get some points for that, right? Uh, you can call us... Anytime during this hour, and I will pick up the phone. The number is 6476-YO-JOSH, or if you prefer just the numbers, it's 647-696-5674. Busy show. We're going to tell you a little bit later on the show, what's the best sex position? Scientifically, what is the best sex position? Uh, we're going to pay tribute to a Canadian comedian who um, left this uh, mortal coil way too soon. Uh, we are going to figure out if we are sometimes being accidentally rude. We'll have some things that uh, maybe indications that, that you're being accidentally rude. And then we'll take a look at this obituary that is one of the most savage obituaries i've ever read it's it's really a takedown so much so that the newspaper that published it had to issue an apology i guess the the editor of the obit section didn't really look too closely at the content of this obit uh we will share the content with you talk about some of the crazy foods they had at calgary stampede and they may have at the uh, toronto exhibition so uh, all court all sorts of uh, uh stuff coming up it is a world in chaos and we are here to uh, try and entertain. Uh, the seventh wave is upon us. Get your uh, get your get your dosage, please. Get vaxxed. if you haven't had one. Get one if you've had two. Get three if you had three, and you're eligible. Get four. I have to wait till August 
seventh because I had the COVID uh, about two months ago or, or two two and change. You have to wait three three months after you've had your la- your first um, negative test after having had COVID. Uh, the U.S. is crumbling before our very eyes. All sorts of insanity south of the border. The whole uh, uh, abortion thing. These old men want to take away women's rights to do what they will with their body. It's like a handmaid's tale come to life. Uh, mass shootings and, and little will to get gun control measures in place to try and cut down on the amount of children who are dying in mass shootings. Not just children, everybody. All kinds of people dying as a result of uh, mass shootings and, and usually with assault-style weapons. And then the whole January 6th committee, the more that comes out about that, the more it shines a light on how close the U.S. was to uh, losing democracy, to, to no longer being a democratic country. As it is, it's it's slowly slipping towards being undemocratic with the the uh, Republicans trying to clamp down on on voting rights, trying to turn back the clock on voting rights, and uh, the Supreme loading the Supreme Court with uh, political activists. It's uh, yeah, it's not looking good. Uh, the I think the only thing that that could save the country is uh, more. Democratic senators in in November. If not, uh, it's it's game over for the U.S. as a democracy. But let's not focus on the the politics stuff. I'm I'm I've made the pledge to you and to myself that I wouldn't focus uh, as much on political stuff, medical stuff. I want to f- focus on just fun stuff as much as possible, entertaining stuff. And I I do want your calls. Uh, you know, if you, if you want to chat about stuff, I'm, I'm more than welcome to take your, your calls or you're more than welcome to call. I should say, I am a Leafs fan. Uh, I have the sickness. I follow them through all of the ups and downs. And lately it's been downs every year. They get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs and, seems like so far every year they're like, let's just run it back with a few minor tweaks and hope for the best. And the Leafs uh, at the trade deadline underwhelmed in a large way. They picked up, first of all, they picked up a goaltender who was uh, a really good goaltender five years ago, has a history of injuries. In the last two years he's played, he's been subpar. They are hoping that he turns that around. And it seems like a, a, a not a great bet for a team that wants to do things in the postseason. They have a bit of a backup plan and a backup goalie in uh, a gentleman named Samsonov. That's his last name. He is a young goalie, 25 years old, played for Washington. Uh, a bit streaky. But there is some potential upside there. But still, if you're looking to have uh, no question marks in the crease, you didn't do a good job at this trade deadline. And so far, 
the other additions are mostly around the edges fringe players. I do like the fact that the players we did get are willing to, um, they have a high compete level. They're willing to hit, willing to agitate. So we, we, we have, as I've mentioned before, we have too many nice guys on this Leafs team, not enough a-holes. And uh, so we, we want to up the a-hole quotient. And uh, at least we're doing that. But um, as far as the 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 free agent frenzy uh, hap- happened, uh, Kyle Dubas so far not looking great. So he has said that he's going to make more changes, and and that makes sense because they they signed even more kind of fringe players recently. So it feels like they they have to make some sort of change. And we will wait and see to to, to pass judgment. But it still feels like they need a major trade before the the season begins and we will see what happens uh i'm a documentary lover and i will recommend uh two newish documentaries to you there's uh one on netflix called the girl in the picture it's a true crime story and it's i don't want to give too much of the plot away but there's a lot of twists and turns and and it's in the end, it's tremendously sad, but it's just a, an amazing story, and and it, not necessarily a, a a great ending and and not happy things, but but it's a it's a really fascinating uh, true crime story. Uh, another documentary series that I just started the first episode of, I think there might be six. It's How to Change Your Mind. And it is about the use of uh, psychedelic medicine. The first episode focused on LSD, which um, in like the 50s, there were studies, 50s and early 60s, there were studies and it was showing a lot of progress for for helping people with, with mental health disorders. But then it kind of got out into the, into the wild and, and, you know, the hippies were taking the acid and the general public were taking the acid and uh, Nixon decided to to um, focus on on why that's bad, people taking taking acid. And so they made that drug a, uh, a basically a felony to to have. And all of the studies kind of closed up. And for for many, many years, that was the case until until maybe 20 years ago where they they started researching again, and, and not just LSD, magic mushrooms, and um, basically they're finding more and more with a lot of these studies that these are helpful for 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 a number of um, mental health issues, PTSD, um, pain in some cases, and I'm a I'm a believer. Uh, I've never done acid. I've had friends who've done it, did it in high school. Uh, I, I, um, I like mushrooms. About once a year, I will um, try magic mushrooms, and I do find that like I've had depression issues and mental health issues issues in the past, and I've found that it really puts me back on track. It's I find it very very therapeutic. Uh, I'm not suggesting that you do it without the advice or consent of a doctor 
but uh, I, I did find it helpful. Um, the Stampede in Calgary has come and gone. I lived there for two years not so long ago. Hosted an afternoon radio show at a alternative rock station there. And the Calgary, essentially the Calgary Stampede, if you've not been, is basically uh, basically the Canadian National Ex- Exhibition, the CNE, the X, with horses. It's basically, you know, the, all the trash and rides and all that junk of the of the 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 X that we have here in the last couple of weeks of August. But they have rodeo stuff happening as well in the stadium area. And some of the foods that debuted this year, these uh, these X's and these stampedes tend to um, highlight new food trends to try to attack, uh, attract media attention and bring people to the fair. Uh, here are some of the things that were featured at the Calgary Stampede this year. Pop Rocks Popcorn Chicken. So it's the candy you enjoyed as a kid. Add it to chicken. <laughs> Taste the explosion. Uh, sounds kind of weird, but it might be good. I don't know. I haven't tried it. Maybe it'll be at the X. Um, this one is one that I would not be a fan of. Crazy Tongue Pizza. So this is tomato sauce, mozzarella, slow-braised AAA Alberta cow tongue, natural pineapple, caramelized onions, and a Baja Chipotle drizzle. You lost me at cow tongue. Blech. No, thank you. Uh, Cajun fried poutine. Golden curds, lightly breaded and fried, then placed on a bed of hot Cajun curly fries, all under a blanket of fresh gravy. I'm not a spice guy, but I imagine the gravy would help cool things down. Uh, Sounds healthy, though. Uh, The deep fryer. Every year there's a new deep-fried trend. I, I remember deep-fried butter was a big one recently, deep-fried Coca-Cola, deep-fried candy bars. So the deep-fryer seems to be a staple of, of these things every year. What are we going to deep-fry this year? Is it a shoe that's edible? I don't know. Uh, in this case, it's deep-fried Oreo mini donuts. So you have Oreo cookies deep fried inside those mini donuts topped with powdered sugar and chocolate sauce. I don't know. I, I The Oreo is a cookie. I think is overrated. It's not really a great, like any of those, like, I guess I've been spoiled by, by, you know, more homemade and, and, and bakery made cookies, but the Oreo, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a huge Oreo guy. But those mini donuts, damn, those are good. Uh, there's a place, going off on a, on a tangent here, but there's a place down um, just north of Queen Street, east of the DVP. I was uh, doing a film thing down there, and there's a, a, a donut place that makes these amazing mini donuts. And I, I, the, name of me, the name of it is escaping me, but oh my God, they're so delicious. Um, kind of like the the donuts you would get at the at the CNE, like the mini, the Toms, or the 
the mini donuts. They did have the cinnamon sugar ones, which I love, but they also had more um, uh, specialty ones, like ones coated in red velvet cakey type stuff. Those kind of fancy donuts, but uh, quite delicious. Um, another food that was featured at the Calgary Stampede this year was Flamin' Cheetos Fries. So these are uh, fresh-cut French fries taken to the next level by adding jalapeno cheese sauce topped off with crunchy Flamin' Cheetos. Maybe. Again, I'm not super into the spicy stuff, but sounds good. Cheese sauce. Can't go wrong with cheese sauce. Uh, Korean Squid Ink Corn Dog. Half mozzarella, half hot dog, dipped in a black batter with one end cut to resemble tentacles. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, first of all, hot dogs. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of hot dogs. I think as soon as you kind of learn how hot dogs are made, you're, you're, it's hard to, to, for me anyway, to eat a hot dog now, knowing that it's uh, a-holes and eyeballs, basically. Uh, and finally, another uh, uh, new food that was featured at the Calgary Stampede, Bad Breath Lemonade. Now, this is ice-cold lemonade with a smooth, delicious garlic and caramelized onion finish. Mm, I don't know about that. Although I will say this. Um People like garlic in their food. I, I'm a huge garlic lover. And I used to go to a restaurant in Calgary called the Garlic Clove. And every meal they served featured garlic. And it was it was damn delicious. I went there for a birthday once and they had a dessert that was uh, vanilla ice cream, caramelized bananas with garlic. And I was really, really surprised that... that the sweet went with garlic so well. It was, it was, I was amazed. It was really, really good. Very delicious. We will wait and see what the X has to offer when it comes back for real this summer, later in, later in uh, August and the first part of September. I can't wait. I can't wait to see. I don't know how many of the things I'll sample because I, I, I have so many food peccadillos. We'll wait and see. We are going to uh, go over one of the most savage obituaries I've ever read and find out if you're being accidentally rude in just a bit. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Josh Holiday Live is in your ear. You got something to say? Call 647-6-YO-JOSH now. Those who have been following Josh, Josh is available on Twitter at Josh Holiday. Visit joshholidaylive.com. Oh, there it is. Took a while for that music to start. You're no good. 
little uh, East Coast Canadian rock. Sons of Freedom. It is Josh Holiday here, and I played that song, uh, You're No Good, because, and this is where uh, the, the radio magic happens, I play a song that has a title that somehow refers to what I'm about to talk to. I, I know uh, for you radio students out there that uh, that's a good lesson. If you're, if you're doing radio and you want to talk about a topic and uh, it's a talk, you're doing talk radio, which probably won't be around for much longer on in its current form, you play a song that somehow hints at the uh, thing you're about to talk about. Now, here's where uh, an error was made. Usually, you don't you don't say you don't name the connection as I did. You you just let the audience figure it out. It's like putting a little puzzle in there, adding a layer to the show. If they don't if they don't figure it out, that's fine. If they do, even better. This is a savage obituary written by a uh, an unhappy son. It was in a newspaper. And I guess it slipped through the newspaper editorial people, the obituary section editors. And they had to apologize. Well, they didn't have to, but they felt they needed to apologize. And the obituary is not on their site, but it's still on the uh, funeral home site. And uh, I thought we would read it to you. We would we would highlight this obituary from a unhappy son. Lawrence Lawrence H. Pfaff Sr. was born in Belmont, New York, on April sixteenth, nineteen forty one. He passed away on June 27, 2022, living a long life, much longer than he deserved. He is survived by his three children. No, four. Oops, five children. Well, as of 2022, we believe there is one more that we know about, but there could be more. His love was abundant when it came to himself, but for his children, it was limited. From a young age, he was a ladies' man and an abusive alcoholic solidifying his commitment to both with a path of destruction he left behind, damaging his adult children and leaving them broken. The obituary continues, Lawrence Sr.'s hobbies included abusing his first wife and children. He loved to start projects but never followed through on any of them. He enjoyed the life of a barfly for many years and had a quaint little living space, studio, above his favorite hole-in-the-wall, the the club Nashville. Lawrence Sr. did spend over 20 years in the NYPD, but even his time in service was negligent at best. Because of his alcohol addiction, his commanding officer took away his gun and badge, replacing them with a broom until he could get his act together. Lawrence Sr. did claim to be clean and sober for over 30 years, but never worked any of the 12 steps, including the 8th and ninth steps with his children, making amends. He possesses no redeeming qualities for his children, including the ones he knew and the, quote, ones he knew about. It will be challenging to miss Lawrence Sr. because he was narcissistic. He was incapable of love. Lawrence Sr.'s passing proves that evil does eventually die, and it marks a time of healing which will allow his children to get the closure they deserve. Lawrence Sr. can be remembered for being a father to many and a dad to none. Savage. 
savage obituary. Oh boy. Uh, I think I <laughs> I think the son might need some 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 therapy. There's a lot of anger there. Quite a bit of anger. I wrote my father's obituary and uh, though I had many many issues with him, uh, I wrote a, a a nice obituary. An obituary that didn't spit on a grave, as it were. So that was that was the uh Eee, that was uh, uh, probably the most savage obituary I've ever seen anyway. Are you being accidentally rude? This is a list of uh, some of the things that uh, you maybe do, but don't realize that, that you're being rude. And I, I'm certainly guilty of these. Uh, complimenting someone's new look. Reacting to a person's drastic change in their appearance, such as weight loss, is a delicate business uh saying something like i can't believe how great you look implies the person didn't look good before Uh, and i think the other thing with complimenting someone on how they've changed oh boy you've lost a lot of weight you look great um occasionally the that weight loss isn't on purpose it could be uh, due to a disease i know i lost 25 pounds uh in a couple of months once when I was went into a, a pretty severe depression and couldn't eat. Um, so it's kind of like, oh, wow, you look great. You lost a lot of weight. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it's uh, the depression diet. Uh, asking, how's it going at a funeral? Uh, at a funeral, you need to uh, remember to take the cheerfulness down a notch. Uh, although I, I funerals are tough because everyone, everyone reacts to death differently. And I, and I think um, it's more, in, in a lot of cases, I think it's more, it's nice to have as, as a celebration of life. If it, obviously if it was a, a tragic accident and, and it was someone who passed before their time and uh, you know, it's, I think it's a more sort of um, serene and, and sober affair. But if it's someone who's lived a long life, an older, older person who kind of, has reached the end, I think it can be treated as more of a, a, a celebration of life. And I certainly know uh, when I die, and I'm recording this now, so if you're listening, this is the this is the instruction. I don't want people, you know, sobbing and crying and being sad. Just just you know, just have some, have some fun and enjoy yourself. Enjoy the 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 sandwiches, the finger sandwiches. Uh, I I I was weird like. I talked about my dad and writing his obituary earlier. When his uh, funeral came around, like the 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 reception and then the actual uh, event itself, I was I, like I didn't cry at all in the first like probably until about three weeks after after he died, and at the funeral when I would meet people, they say, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Uh, I I felt like. No, it's okay. I was, I was really, uh, I think I'm maybe a, a bit of shock and I just sort of hadn't processed the emotion. So it was almost like they were really sad and I was like, no, that's okay. Uh, other things that you may, other ways you may be accidentally being rude. Um, offering unsolicited advice. A friend confides in you. Sometimes it's best just to listen. 
Sometimes your, your good intentions and giving your opinion without being asked can rub people the wrong way. This is a, a dating one. At the end of a, a date, saying to someone, oh, I'll call you, is, uh, is maybe you think you're being polite, but it's best not to say it if you don't, don't mean it. And uh, probably if, if you bring out the honesty saying, oh, I had a nice time, but I didn't feel sparks or whatever the case may be. Um, don't, don't, don't leave people hanging. Uh, here's another one that, that there's a famous episode of Seinfeld about congratulating a stranger on their pregnancy. Never assume a woman is pregnant. Don't ask how far along are you, or do you know if it's a boy or a girl? Could be they like beer and they have a beer belly and you're insulting them. Um, and this is uh, true also of, Offering someone a seat on the bus. Sometimes it's, you know, if you see an older person or whatever, I, I, it's a judgment call for sure. But if someone certainly has mobility issues, I always get up. I, I used to get up for, for um, women, but now it, it almost feels like it's an, it would be an insult to them. With, you know, it's, it's all about equality. It's like, oh, well, I'm, a, I'm the man. I'll, I'll get up so you can sit down. Um, so it's always kind of a... a a, a awkward, awkward decision. And this is the, the, the one that I remember is, is seeing a lady who may or may not have been pregnant and then trying to figure out, okay, do I get up and offer the seat? I think the safe thing to do is pretend your, your stop is coming soon and get up and just kind of go stand by the door as, as if you're getting off. That's sort of a way to avoid that awkwardness. Um, asking someone why they're still single. No, I don't understand how a good-looking girl or guy like you can be single. Uh, as a single man of a certain age, I've heard that many, 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 many times. <laughs> I'm always like, well, I'm, I'm picky. That's why. And uh, other people are picky, and that's also why. Uh, and finally, not correcting someone who gets your name wrong. Out of politeness, you let it slide, and then you can't really go back because after they've called you like John uh, like five or six times, you can't really say, well, you know, over the last couple of days you've been calling me John. It's actually Josh. <laughs> Better to, to, to get it out of the way. Right. It's the first time they call you by the wrong name. I'm terrible at remembering names. And there's also a, a, an expiry date on that as well. Like with this one, if someone uses your wrong name, for a while, you can't really go and say, well, actually, you've been saying it wrong for a while. The other one that I find tricky is in the moment when I'm meeting someone, I don't really process their name and put it in my, my long-term storage. I'm just sort of in the moment. And then I'll forget people's name and I'll see them all over the place. and I'll be like, hi, oh, how's it going? Hey, friend. And it gets to a point where you know someone so well that it's really, really uh, embarrassing to be to ask them their name because it feels like you've already developed a, a rapport with that people. So yeah, um, such is life. Such is life. It is Josh Holiday Live. You can call us if you want to comment on anything you hear on the show. Good, bad, ugly. You want to talk about it? You hear a story? You're like, oh my god, I have a story like that too, or oh my god, this is that. Six four seven six Yo Josh is our telephone number. Six four seven six nine six five six seven four. 
traveling is back. People are traveling more and more now, and there's a survey that came out about traveling. Apparently 45% of people think travelers are less self-aware and ruder than they were before 2020. That makes sense. You've seen all kinds of YouTube videos of, of angry flyers, usually anti-mask nutbags. Uh, here's one that was surprising. 94% of people think it's acceptable to bring smelly food onto an airplane. That's crazy. That's that's we talk a lot on this show about selfishness and and how selfishness in general is the is the cause of many of society's problems and it's just selfish to bring something stinky onto an airplane. You're going to be in close quarters with other people with with not great ventilation because you're you're packed right next to them. I even on a car trip, I got mad at my mother cuz she packed uh, egg salad sandwiches for a car trip in a, in a small, you know, we're just in a small car, windows closed, it was winter. She brought these stinky uh, uh, egg salad sandwiches, like fart sandwiches, basically. If you, uh, if you say to someone, oh my God, that's a really bad fart, that's like an egg fart. You're basically referring to the smell of egg salad sandwiches. So why would you bring an egg salad sandwich in, in, into anywhere enclosed? Uh, or better yet, why would you eat an egg salad sandwich to begin with? You're eating what? I don't know. I can't. I can't separate the smell from the taste. So if I smell something that smells like a fart, I can't. My psychologically, I can't put it in my mouth. There's no way. Uh, nine in 10 people say it's, uh, not good to take your shoes and socks off while flying. Uh, although I did that on a flight this winter, I wore these big, heavy winter boots, uh, because it was, I was going to Calgary and it was going to be like freezing, freezing cold. And I started getting a sore foot from these things. So I took it off, but generally I leave, I leave the shoes on and taking your socks off. Oh my God. Not good. Um, Two in three people think it's okay to start a conversation with someone sitting next to them on a plane. Only 35% say it's an annoying habit. I'm pretty quiet when it comes to being next to people on, on, on the plane. Like I think cause I'm partly because I'm shy. Um, but I've been on flights where I'm on a flight with my, my mother to Florida, like a three-hour flight. And sometimes we're in different rows because I'm, I'm a very tall fellow and I usually try and get an exit row. And she was on the flight and I was only like two rows in front of her, but I could hear her talking to the person beside her for almost the whole flight. And essentially doing like an, uh, like an audible version of her life story. It was like the person next to her knew every last detail, even like, well, you know, it was very costly, it cost about this much for this. And oh, when we moved here, my husband, blah, 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 blah. That's too much. I think you can be like courteous and say, hey, how's it going? Or if, you know, just the, the basics. And if someone wants to have a, a further conversation, you know, that's fine. Uh, when it comes to reclining airline seats, and this is a big, uh, a, a big, point of controversy in flying. 
most Americans still think of their neighbors first before spreading out. Uh, just 38% think it's okay to recline their seat on a long flight of more than four hours. More than half the poll, about 52%, believe it's okay as long as they ask the person behind them first. I, I will put the seat back, but I'll do it very slowly and not all the way back. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the flight thing. Uh, we are going to tell you what the best sex position is scientifically. They did a study. Scientists are, aren't just finding cures for cancer. They're finding out what sex positions are scientifically best. And uh, we're also going to pay tribute to a young Canadian comedian who um, passed way before his time. A really um, pretty brilliant comedian who, who had so much potential, um, but it ended way too soon. We'll talk, talk about that in just a bit. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk that rocks. It's Josh Holiday Live. Need to be heard? Tell your phone to call. 6476-YO-JOSH. It is Josh Holiday Live on the home stretch here. It's four o'clock. About a month ago, I was watching a Canadian television show on the comedy network called Roast Battle Canada. I'm a fan of, of comedy roasts. I uh, I enjoy them. I like I like the I like the I like insult comedy. I find it entertaining, and it's a it's a franchise. It was a, I believe a U.S. Uh, program first, where uh, a lot of American comedians would compete to see who the best roaster is, and it's been franchised to England and Canada. And I was watching the Canadian one, and there was a comedian who I wasn't very familiar with on there, by the name of Nick Nemiroff. Now it's sort of it's weird because I for a long 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 time, uh, for most of my teens and twenties and, and early thirties, I was uh, very keyed into the comedy scene. I was I would do stand up. I was uh, doing doing uh, comedy reporting on radio, and I was I was really keyed into it. But uh, over the last few years, I've, I've sort of uh, not been as in as as key contact. I haven't really been performing too much either, which I think is is part of it. You're not really around that that scene. Uh, so this was the first time I, I think I'd really, um, seen, uh, Nick Nemiroff perform and I was like, wow, this guy, this guy is good. I, I, why was I not aware of him? And that's what stuck with me from that show. It, it, I was really struck by like, oh, this, he's a charismatic, funny guy. Why, why wasn't he on my radar and, and why, why is he, he not more successful? Well, um, not that long after, a couple of weeks after uh, I saw that and, and saw him, there was a big news story around the, the comedy in, in Toronto and Canadian entertainment community that he had passed away, I believe at the age of 32. And 
I was kind of shocked because I, I, for me, I, I just discovered this person, and then a couple of weeks later, that's it. Um, so I certainly I went back and I checked out some some comedy and and very talented guy. He did actually get on 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 Conan. Uh, was born in Montreal, but but spent a lot of time in in Toronto as well. Uh, they didn't really give a cause of of death. They left it open, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speculate. But um, he was 32, so make of that what you will. And I thought, uh, as a tribute, we would play his uh, his comedy set from Conan to give you an idea of uh, what that sounded like. What's up, guys? <laughs> like Conan said, my name is Nick Nemiroff, and like most people my age, I am 28. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. I, I really needed some laughter right now. I, I, um, I just flew in, and I, I actually got some pretty uh, de- devastating news from the hospital. I, I found out that my, my dad has been pronounced dead, and you know, it just sort of made me think he spent his whole life working and raising me and my brother and my my baby sister and you know I just can't believe that um, we've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so so much. I, uh, I I really actually I needed that uh, laughter <laughs> because the, the truth is I actually got uh, some pretty devastating news from <laughs> a different hospital. <laughs> I found out this might be my last stand-up set for a while because I have to get brain surgery. It's um, it's just cosmetic. <laughs> I I feel pretty self-conscious about all the wrinkles. <laughs> so I'm just gonna have them remove the part of my brain that feels that way. I, uh, I'm just realizing right now I actually forgot my opening joke. Okay. Okay. This is a good one. Hey, everybody. How's it going? My name's Nick Nemiroff. It's great to be here. Going to you guys for coming out on Tuesday night. Give yourselves a round of applause for being such a good audience. So come on. I know you can do better than that. Let's try again. One, two, three. Give yourselves a round of applause for being such a good audience. Yeah, I knew you guys had it in. You just needed some encouragement. Have a hand, a hand for a terrific MC, Conan O'Brien. Hey, Conan. How's it going? Haha. <laughs> great. Glad to hear it. So do we have anybody here from that town? Oh, you, sir, where are you from? Oh, hi, so where do you go for fun? When the second Trader Joe's closes, haha, guys, I'm just getting around. Check out this guy. He's like, well, man, too far. Check out this guy in the back. He's like, what? There are two Trader Joe's in Ohio. Oh, haha, guys, I'm just getting around. It's been a great sport. Everybody give it up for Daniel. (laughs) 
So some comedians before talking about relationships and or sex, and let me tell you, dating in this modern age just isn't for me, and I know this might come as a surprise to you guys, but yeah, I'm single. I know Donald Gaspett once, like, what this less intimidating Michael Sarah mother can't get a date now, look, guys. I'm not saying I get rejected a lot, but I went to a bar yesterday trying to talk to this lady, and she just left, swiped on me, but fellas, you know I'm trying everything. I'm on Tinder, Plenty of Fish, OkCupid, okay, fellas, I'm even on J-Date, and not even J-ish. <laughs> Okay, anybody here smoke weed? Make some noise if you smoke weed. Haha, <laughs> I love asking that question because you know I call people who don't answer it liars. Either that or they're like, oh, wait, what was the question? Haha, <laughs> oh man, I'm so high right now. <laughs> Guys, if you're a real stoner, you don't even do 420, it's more like 445. Haha, <laughs> weed's so sick though. <laughs> so, Halloween is right around the corner. Here's the thing I hate about Halloween. <laughs> that was all that I could fit on my hand. I'm gonna be honest with you guys, that didn't really feel natural. <laughs> also, there was nothing written on my hand. Magic. <laughs> Thank you guys, I've been looking around. That is uh, Nick Nemiroff, his appearance on Conan O'Brien uh, passed away not so long ago at the age of 32, uh, very sad. Uh, by all by all accounts, a really really sweet guy, and uh, very funny. It is Josh Holiday live. We are uh, on the home stretch. We're winding things down here, but I promise to tell you what the best sex position according to science is. They, uh, they when I say they, doctors used an ultrasound scanner to measure blood flow as one test couple had sex in five different positions. Cowgirl, Lotus, which is face-to-face and, and seated, very yoga-like, standard missionary, a missionary with a pillow underneath, and doggy style. They This was done at uh, New H Medical, a private gynecology clinic in New York, uh, and is the best sex position for clitoral stimulation and thus orgasm. So of those positions, of those five different positions, if you had to guess, which one do you think gets the lady going the most? Hits that spot, as it were. Scratches that very specific itch in that very specific spot. Well, according to the scans, face-to-face positions tended to be best for clitoral blood flow overall. With, uh, drum roll please, missionary and pillow coming out on top in terms of orgasm potential. Doggy style, meanwhile, came dead last with researchers noting that Quote, the kneeling rear entry position produces the least amount of direct clitoral contact and resulted in a negligible increase in blood flow compared to the face-to-face positions. So there you go. Uh, if, you're, if you're out there doing your thing, sex, missionary style with a pillow underneath the, the lady's hips is just 
the perfect way to make sure that your lover is satisfied. I, I believe the pillow gets the most amount of like um, contact, as, as it were. And uh, it's science, people. Science. How could you? How could you? Um, <laughs> how could you discount science? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, it is Josh Holiday live. And uh, as I said, we're we're winding things down here. We were away for a bunch of weeks, uh, not doing live shows, partly because of uh, we can blame Rogers a little bit because that, that happened on a Friday and meant our show didn't happen that Friday. Uh, and then there was uh, uh, Canada Day, and then I was shooting a film project that happened to be on a Friday. So it's it's exciting to be back live. I'm excited about it. It is summer. If you want to get in touch with the show, uh, I have mentioned the telephone number where you can call us live during the show, 6476-YO-JOSH. But here's the thing. You can call that number anytime you like, seven days a week. 365 days a year, 12 months, however you want to quantify all the time, that's when you can call. Uh, in terms of uh, uh, of what you get when you call there, you can leave a message, a voicemail. We may play it on the show. Uh, if you go to Twitter and you want to follow me, it's at Josh Holiday with two L's. Uh, on Instagram, it's unfunny. And as most people a lot of people would say <laughs> rings true uh if you want old shows or you want more information about this show or anything else you can go to joshholidaylive.com it's uh it's always fun to be with you and have yourself uh an, an amazing long weekend and uh yeah we'll talk to you soon Turn on the lights, open the shades. The show's over, but the conversation continues. On Twitter at Josh Holiday, on the web at joshholidaylive.com, and hear missed episodes on your favorite podcatcher. Talk that rocks. Josh Holiday Live. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.